welcome back to Tudor Talk Time. We hope you had a good week and we hope you enjoyed last week's episode. And this week we're going to be looking at um, a specific historian actually, which we haven't done before, but we really think that this person deserves a proper episode in his own right because he's done a lot of work and a lot of it relates to the stuff we've already spoken about for Black History Month. So we're going to be looking at Dr. Onyeka Nubia and some of his work that he's done. So Phoebe, would you like to start? Yeah, so Dr. Onyeka Nubia is sort of a pioneer um, in the history of black people in sort of Renaissance and medieval, as well as as far back as ancient England. Um, And he's really the leading historian in this field at the moment, especially of the origins of African people in pre-colonial England, ranging from as I said, ancient times all the way up to the Stuart era. But really it is his work on this topic has laid the foundations for everybody else to sort of build off of. I mean, we spoke, I think the reason it ties quite nicely into what we've been talking about before is we spoke about the value of Black History Month and the importance of it and sort of a lot of the debates around it. And obviously Onyeka is really... um, firmly for Black History Month and is a big advocate for it. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, Laura, I'd like to read some quotes. No, I wouldn't mind. Go for it. Great. Um, so he talks about how to exclude, to crudely exclude the African or anyone in human history is to be a partner in a crime and the accomplice in a felony. Um, and then he also speaks about how far too frequently Black History Month is preoccupied with an African-American narrative that is stretched and conflated to mask ignorance of Africans in Britain. I don't remember if we did properly speak about this last week, but Onyeka mentioned it, that we don't talk about the British involvement in colonialism and the slave trade as much as we should, and we do sort of lull ourselves in Britain in this fo- into this false sense of, we were never as bad as America, which... Not a great mindset. Onyeka actually has a book out, um, and in research, uh, yeah, he has many books out. So what was quite cool is for one of his books, he had to investigate over two hundred fifty thousand historical documents, which is quite a lot. Wow! For one book, that's some that's that's some depthy research. Yeah, but he's also done a lot of work on educating people about racism and he did a video an interview with the bbc where basically he wanted to tell his own personal experience to educate people about racism because he says to understand it we need to see personal experiences and so he talks about how he was walking through a tube station and he had a woman harass him shouting the n-word at him um and just kind of abusing him verbally and He says that, yeah, this exists in the UK clearly because it's happened to me, but also that racism can be much less overt. And it can be that, like, the people he works with would be more careful talking around, talking about issues of ethnicity around him. But would they still be careful and would they be thinking about it if he wasn't there? And he says that can just become really embedded in society and prejudice can begin to feel really normal if you're not directly with someone who it affects um and the only way you can actually get rid of this is by challenging people's beliefs and ideas and he says that's really about educating people about black history 
and making sure people have the correct information about it from a young age. Yeah, and beyond just his interviews and his statements, um, he's actually written quite a few fiction books. So he wrote Waiting to Explode, How to Stay Alive, Narrative Eye in 1998, The Black Prince, Leopards in the Temple, 1999, and The Phoenix, Misrule in the Land of Nod in 2008. And for that final book, he actually was awarded the 2009 African Achievers Award for communication and media because of the sort of psychological portrayal of the experience of a black man living in Britain. And it was a really moving book that many people related to. So he really wanted to focus on seeing traditional history from a very new narrative because, you know, we have a very... We have quite a set list of the history we learn and we kind of see the same figures coming up again and again. And these figures with European history are almost always white people. And he he basically said that we should be very worried if in our education system, the first bit of diversity we actually see is in like the 1948. Um, And if that's the first time because of the Windrush generation coming over, that's the first time we are taught about diversity in Britain, we've got a real problem because there is actually 2,000 years worth of history, diverse history within the whole of Europe. And so he looked at Africans in medieval England. So he saw that there were Africans living in Britain during medieval times. Um, they would be described as like black people, Ethiopian people, more people. Um, and that actually a lot of English medieval cities did have a diverse population. And then moving into early modern England, there was even more of that. So there were people of direct African descent and they te- they lived in cities, so places like London, Northampton, Plymouth, Bristol, but also even into small rural villages like Holt in Worcestershire. Oh. A, yeah. <laughs> Some of these people were born in England and others had, there were people with origins from the Iberian Peninsula, which is now Spain and Portugal. And there were Africans who came to England also through the Caribbean and through Central America. And this is when people tended to connect with merchants, explorers, travellers, adventurers, and then make their way to England. And we can't really tell the exact numbers, but the main thing that he wants to show it was more than just a few exceptions. It wasn't like just one person it was a substantial amount and so for example he says in the parish of saint bottle africans actually made up five percent of the total population which may not sound like a lot but it is a significant proportion it's not nothing um and on this whole like trying to see new perspectives new narratives within history he goes into a lot of detail on specific individuals and we've already explored a few from our previous episodes but I think another one that he looked at was John Blank he was called the Black Trumpeter and he's shown on the 1511 Westminster tournament role and this was the role that celebrated the birth of the son of Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon and so he's really about looking at new perspectives from new people rather than just looking at history from the same lens over and over again and there's also been I think if you look at some of the articles published by the media about Dr Nubia there's been a bit of debate around some of the things he says so he did he criticized he quite heavily criticizes the British Empire and he's very outspoken against 
some of Winston Churchill's actions and that means he can actually get quite a lot of position from more right-wing publications and there are obviously people who support him there are publications that support the thing he's saying and how we need to be more transparent especially about educating about the empire and making sure that we're telling the whole story of the empire it's kind of you see that a lot around world war ii or both the world wars really that nobody wants to hear anything bad about britain in that time period because it's like the whole we won the war nationalism best best part of our history and then but Winston Churchill was a dodgy guy I could be a far more academic in the way that I say that (laughs) but it just sums it up (laughs) he was not a good guy Anyeka is currently teaching at the University of Nottingham uh, and is a visiting research fellow at both Edgehill and Huddersfield Universities and is the Director of Studies at Narrative Eye. But if you do know anything about Nottingham's history department, it is a very progressive department. They teach a lot about the history of LGBTQ plus people in ancient times. And they actually, they have the, currently in the UK, they are the only university to offer a history course on trans history. So as a university department as a whole, they're very inclusive and because i think they just teach about humans really all humans not just rich white straight men that fight each other i, I actually i hiccuped on the word I men know, but it's not like i'm gagging so one of his latest plays um was called young othello and is a drama set within an ancient african kingdom untouched by slavery or colonialism it explores um, the kind of the more natural world and highlights human strength, weaknesses, and emphasizes the uncontrollable passage of time. Um, it also, you know, as the story continues, it just still discusses things like greed, jealousy, and thirst for power, which I feel like is kind of quite well shown through with, as in colonialization is such a obvious sign of like greed and like wanting to show power but it still discusses that even in this hypothetical uncolonialized world um and just kind of aims to bring a deeper and deeper and like different understanding of one of Shakespeare's most famous characters Othello so he has worked tirelessly for more than 25 years in deprived areas of mainly London such as Tottenham, Peckham and Brixton, running community education programs, um, mainly focused around, or like, you know, his part of it has been mainly focused around black history courses um, and like making sure that, you know, children these, these areas are taught that as well. He's given many lectures um, as part of this program in schools, colleges and even community halls. So it's, you know, an attempt to be as accessible as possible um and he has like lent personal advice like through his life um and things like that through this program um to in like to individuals and families but yeah basically he has inspired tried to inspire like and he's worked with thousands of students to seek a better understanding of the history of the world in which they live in and like their own cultural history 
thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next week on Tuesday.